0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Ladies and gents, boys and girls, happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. Hope you're all doing well. Wednesday, March the 22nd, 2023. Appreciate you all tuning in. Let's see. I see Brandon Ward, Travi, Gad, John Edward. What's going on? Also, those in the Big Cock Club Discord. Head over to the TDC Questions channel. The TDC Questions channel. Be sure your questions are answered there. Yes, Brandon, I appreciate you sending the DM this morning. I got to get me one of those belts. Those belts look really, really cool. I will definitely get on that. But either way, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. We are live, taking your questions, comments, calls. 843 790 Seven, that's 8437903377 here on this Wednesday. Again, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Uh, of course, as always, TDC brought to you by our friends over at Prize Go download the Prize Picks app, or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do use that promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match. Up to $100, guys. You can play anything and everything. Of course, college sports, pro sports. We got March Madness going on right now. I think MLB opening day is literally next week. Uh, the women's college basketball tournament, guys, they've got everything that you can think of. I know you're playing spreads, you're playing totals, you're playing futures. Make sure you're also playing with our friends at Prize Picks. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, Use that promo code T-S-U-S to receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up show sent you. Guys, again, thank you all so much for tuning in. Of course, Gamecocks losing last night to to Charlotte. Gamecocks losing last night to Charlotte uh, by a final score of 6-2. to We can talk about that much more. Uh, on a bit of a rainy day, a bit of a dreary day in the upstate here. But everything, hey, it's how you make it. It's what you, the way you look at it, if you will. So it's a little bit rainy outside, but either way, we are rocking and rolling. Uh, let's see. We'll go ahead and get right into your questions. And John Edwards says, everybody relax. We're not going to win every single midweek game. Yeah, John Edwards, you can really tell. You know, you can really tell on social media who is familiar with the game of baseball and its nuances, and who is not, right? Because you're right. You're not going to win every single ball game. You're going to win a third of the games you play. You're going to lose a third of the games you play. And you're going to have bad nights. That's just it. This game spares no one. Bottom line, this game spares no one. So yesterday, yes, I picked the win. I picked South Carolina to beat Charlotte. But remember what I told you yesterday. I also said it would not shock me if this were the night that the midweek bites South Carolina because at some point, most likely, it's going to. At some point, it's going to happen. Now, the key is not allowing it to become a trend. And I don't think that's going to become a trend. I don't think that's going to be the case. But bouncing back the right way, being resilient, not allowing it to become a trend, that is the key. Not avoiding losses entirely. That's impossible. Guys, it doesn't happen in baseball. You play 56 games. It doesn't happen. You know, one of the things I love about baseball versus football is we don't freak out after every single loss. That's the beautiful thing. You get tomorrow. You get to play again. You get to fight back and show that resiliency. You get to win anyway. So, for example, let's say you go on a Friday. Let's say you lose to Mizzou. I'm sure you can all imagine how social media will be. But you win Saturday, Sunday, you win two of three. Well, guess what? The weekend's a success. You're not defined by one game. And so South Carolina will not be defined by what happened last night. You come out flat. You don't swing it well. Umpire was suspect. Eli Jerzenbeck doesn't have his best stuff. You have one bad inning, and you lose a ballgame in a ballpark that, you know, maybe you haven't played your best baseball in. It is what it is, guys. But it's going to take a lot more than one midweek loss for me to hit the panic button in any sort of way, and it should be for you as well. I saw way too much of it on social media, which it's it's tale as old as time. It's year after year after year, the same people it feels like are freaking out and just they throw in the towel at the first given chance. You can tell they've never overcome adversity in their life, and they did. they tuck their tail between their legs, and they'd cower, and they'd run away. That's what it tells me, a lot of these people. Baseball's a game where you fail, and you fail a lot. You fail seven out of 10 times, you're a Hall of Famer. You fail a lot. Can you bounce back? Can you be resilient? Bad nights are going to happen. Just don't make it a trend. That's the key. This ball club will be fine. That's the bottom line, I think. That's the bottom line. So, we shall see. Um, But I'm not, guys, I'm not hitting the panic button. I'm not worried about it. You have a bad night. Bad nights happen. There's just, listen, guys, there's just some nights it just ain't your night. It don't go your way. It is what it is. There's some nights it don't go your way. So, Uh, Chase Floyd, is Charlotte baseball's Missouri? I have no idea. I don't even know what you're trying to ask. Um, let's see. James Kendall, I need a t-shirt that has fire slash extend slash fire Kingston with strike throughs. Yeah, every time we lose a game, it's just fire Kingston, right? I mean, he, dude, even last year, I, I I didn't overreact to like one ball game and and call for Kingston's firing, right? I mean, we went, by the way, guys. Funny story, funny side note. Today, a year ago today, is when South Carolina lost to the Citadel in the Citadel, and that sparked one of my most memorable episodes of all time. I know our good friend Dalton, who calls in a lot, he has said, I think he said that's his favorite episode of TSUS ever. Where, if you remember, if you remember, I blew a gasket, right? I blew a gasket after that game because it just felt like the way you were representing the University of South Carolina, um, you were not representing it the proper way. And but 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 it wasn't after Citadel that uh, it wasn't after Citadel that uh, you know I, I I called for that. It was after the the Auburn series in which we got swept, and it was just so painfully evident at that point the direction things were going. So. You know, I, I just, guys, it's it's one game. I mean, it's 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 one game. It's literally one game. You lose a game in baseball. I mean, you're you've seen it across college baseball, by the way. Other teams have been losing midweeks. It is what it is. Again, just don't make it a trend. Just don't make it a trend. But it's baseball. You're gonna lose. You're gonna lose. Chase Floyd, Missouri has owned us in football. Charlotte has beat us two years in a row in baseball. So maybe they are baseball's Missouri. I mean, if you want to draw that conclusion, I guess you can. Um, I guess you can. I guess you can. I don't know. I mean, Charlotte's just a good ball club. They got a good program. They just, they have a good program. Uh, John, but the thing about the MLB and college baseball, you don't and shouldn't ever react. I mean, dude, especially MLB. I mean, dude, the best MLB team, like the best teams in history lost like 60 games. I mean, you're going to lose games. It just happens. You're going to lose games. Yeah, Jacoby, e. <laughs> it's cool to be a South Carolina baseball player, but you know what's better? Winning. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a hell of an episode last year when I when I went off after that Citadel game. That was a hell of a hell of an episode. Travis says twenty and two is still sexy at the moment. Take the Missouri series. Indeed. Hey, as long as you do that, nobody's going to care, right? It's all about SEC play. Anyways, guys, we got Mark Ryan joining the show at twelve fifteen. Really excited to chat with Mark. Get his thoughts on everything. Really, really excited to get his thoughts. Uh, we've got football to discuss. Of course, we'll get Mark's take on baseball. Every time I go on his show, he's asking me, do you think this is an Omaha club? So I might flip the question on him and pose it to him, um, which is, you know, I was thinking about this over the weekend, watching uh, SEC play get underway and watching some highlights. It's crazy to me that Mark Ryan's not a college baseball guy because, like, it's it's like I I know that football's king at this school as well, but, like, Florida. And I get football rules, everything. And, like, basketball has been really good, too. But, like, bro, their baseball program is elite. Like, it's elite. They went to Omaha seven times in the 2010s. That is insane. Like, that's enough to make you a baseball school at that point. Really, truly. So, it's almost surprising to me that Mark's not more in college baseball, especially as good as his team is. Like, why would you not want to watch it? They're ridiculous. Right? So... Let's see. Mm-mm-mm. Anyways, guys, 843-790-337. So, we'd love to get a couple questions in or calls before Mark Ryan does join us. Um, Let's see. Chase says, they're under five hundred this year, and the starter had almost a 12 ERA. I don't think they were that good last night. Just sucks to lose someone like that in the midweek. If we lost a North Ground in the midweek, that's respectable. I mean, Chase, it is what it is, man. It's... I'm just saying that Charlotte has a good program. I'm not saying they're great this year. I think I heard though seven of their losses are by three runs or less. So they've had a rough start of the season, but I mean, I don't think they're just some terrible team. I mean, dude, it is again, it is what it is. I, like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and come down on people and hammer people for losing one game, losing one game, dude, one, one singular game. You know, I just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. So it is what it is. Uh, you move forward, and again, as long as you don't let it linger in the weekend, and hey, you win two out of three, or you sweep Mizzou. There's nobody's going to give a damn about losing to Charlotte. It just, bottom line, nobody's going to care. Anyways, guys, um, outside of that, I mean, is there anything crazy happening right now? I don't, I don't think. Uh, you know, I was thinking about this this morning that you know, this time of year, it's just some. You know, the days, the days are somewhat hit or miss, or they can be, they can be right. Not every day is crazy popping like football, but, um, you know, the consistency, the consistency is is what I pride myself on and what I think you guys, I would like to say, I'm not trying to speak for you all, but I, what I think you guys, um, you know, really respect about TSUS, the fact we stay consistent, right? doesn't matter the sport, doesn't matter the season, doesn't matter the time of year, we do stay consistent. That's what it's all about, right? It's all about being consistent. Too many people chase virality on social media, Virality comes and goes and virality is also subjected to some people a thousand views is going viral right and some people you know a million views is what you need so um, you know I just believe in being consistent that's my top piece of advice or one of my top pieces of advice to entrepreneurs and especially content creators is just consistency right anybody can show up and make one podcast one clip, you know, do one event, do one tweet, whatever it might be anybody can do it once or maybe even twice but it's about the consistency that's what separates you. I mean, truly, can you do it every single day, repeatedly, over and over and over again for, I say, like a year? Most people can't even go a month, right? But a year. How about five years? Can you do it for five years in a row? That's how you really establish and build something. So it's all about consistency for me, and that's what I pride myself on. Chase says, I don't think I'm hammering them either, but a bad loss, a bad loss. Well, I mean, again, I, I just call it a loss. I don't even really call it a bad loss. I just call it a loss, Chase. I mean, it is what it is. It just – it is what it is. I, I again, I, I don't call it a bad loss because to say it's a bad loss would to say that it's going to like wreck the season. I, I just I don't think so. You, you're, gonna, you're you're going to lose a midweek game. I mean, it's just a bottom line. If you'd have told me we'd be twenty and two right now, I, I would have signed up for it in a heartbeat. I, I just I, I I don't categorize it as like a bad loss. Is there such thing as a good loss? I mean, I, I just a loss is a loss. I, I don't good bad and different. A loss is a loss. So you, you lost the game you know, you lost the game home plate umpire was atrocious, you know, Jersey and back and have his best. I mean, it's just bound to happen, man. It's just bound to happen. And, but I think this team will bounce back the right way. I think they will be resilient. We need founders park obviously to be popping this weekend. And I think Gamecock fans will show up and show out. And, uh, you know, it's a big series. It's a big series because Missouri, while they're ranked and I know they just swept Tennessee, I still feel like on your home field, it's one you should expect to win. Um, I think it's absolutely one that you should expect to win. So, it'll be a big series for sure for the Gamecocks, no doubt. By the way, guys, let me remind you, our TSUS Spring Tour gets going uh, tomorrow in Columbia. Really, really excited, guys. Six o'clock until all my Capital City Gamecocks. Uh, cannot wait to see you guys hang out. We'll do a little bit of a Q&A, if you will. We'll be flinging merch. We will have the Beamer Ball to the Moon Tour shirts for sale. The only way that you can get those is, is if you come out to the tour stops that is the only way you can get them right now. So, uh be sure to come on out. We'll have those for sale. We'll also have of course you guys favorite the Beamer ball towels. These will be on sale at the event as well. We'll also have koozies. Uh you all know the drill at this point. So again, come on out, going to be a really good time. Also koozies to give away. Again, going to be a lot of fun, man. It was a blast doing it over the summer and cannot wait to see um See all you guys yet again and, and what happens on this spring tour. Going to be a ton of fun. Um, anyways, guys, got Mark Ryan upcoming in, in just a moment. Travi, do we still not have the best record in D1? I think we do. 20 and 2 is sexy. Indeed. Glenn Wine says, I think this is going to actually go in our favor. They got their bad game out of the way instead of a fire to go whip Mizzou, which is ranked probably best game to drop the ball, pun intended. I mean, you never want to lose, but I mean, again, it's just like it's inevitable. It's inevitable. It really is. It's inevitable. Brandon Ward says, I'll be in Greenville. I need a large. Brandon, we have larges. Hey, we have larges, my friend. That's, uh... By the way, the shirts will be 30 bucks even. 30 bucks flat even. I mean, guys, we, we sort of... We have to charge that. Like, I, I just want to let you guys know when it comes to fulfillment costs and, you know, paying my designer. Like, we, we have to do that. We just flat out have to do that. So, um... Yeah, that is, they're going to be a flat 30 bucks, Flat 30 bucks for this. And they're also an exclusive item. They're also an exclusive item. Like, this is a shirt that not everybody's going to have access to. Not everybody's going to get. Um, so, again, 30 bucks flat is what we're going to charge for those. So, I know people were asking. Again, we're waiting on Mark Ryan to jump in. Waiting on Mark Ryan to jump in. So, again, appreciate you guys tuning in. hope you're having a fantastic day today. Um, really excited to get underway this weekend. Carolina Mizzou, really excited for that. By the way, guys, the big news that I teased a bit ago, the big news that I teased a bit ago, um, that is still in the works behind the scenes. I want to let you guys know I was not just making something up. I was not just pulling your leg. That is happening as we speak. A lot of litigation back and forth, uh, negotiating if you will so hunter kelly stupid games like charlotte i mean hunter it happens, man midweek losses happen. uh that being said let's go ahead and get him in here he joins us every single wednesday and he hosts offsides with mark ryan monday through friday three to seven and again he joins us every wednesday around this time mark ryan of the fan upstate of offsides mark ryan mark what's going on my friend how are you how do I look in garnets? Is this a you good look good, for my me? my friend. Is this yeah, a good look, look for
2: me, my friend? I've got you, the garnet here. I've got the black here. I just want to make sure I'm in the right place.
1: <laughs> you look really good. I think it's uh, really stylish on you, really stylish. I'm surprised That's you're not in right. orange and blue or something else.
2: That's so. what they tell me. Well, look, yeah. Chris, uh, let's, let's be honest, okay? Garnet and black, garnet and gold is a much better color combination than orange and blue or orange and purple or orange and whatever fancy regalia you want to call it, okay? It's just a much better color combination. I, I will say the evidence of that yeah. right now. <laughs> Travis Roll on the text chat. What's up, Travis? Good to talk to you guys, my friends. Great to be here, as
1: is yeah. always the case. Let's get this party started. Yeah, Mark, I was going to say, though, the one team I feel like that makes purple work is LSU. Like, I, I really like LSUs. Like, I've been on their campus, and, like, I don't know. They just make it work, man. I don't know. I don't know Dude, if it's a Chris, different Chris, Did or what you happen is, to but...
2: see did you happen to see the Kansas State basketball uniforms against Kentucky on the weekend? I don't I know if you watched that game. I didn't. Um know that. that was the best looking use of purple I have ever seen. Okay? Ladies and gentlemen, look up the Kansas Let's State see. jerseys against Kentucky over the weekend. They had two different shades of purple in like an old school matted format. Chris, mm-hmm. I'm going to send it to you. And you will agree, my friend. Uh, you would agree to be painted in purple if you could look like this. If you could look this good. I also think TCU does purple well. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They, they do. They do. I'm. I'm actually looking at the unis right now. So they were white unis with the purple outline. And and uh, and you know,
2: like there's like a lavender lavender yeah. touch to it as well.
1: Yeah. A lot of their a lot of their staff is wearing the lavender. Yeah. That looks yeah. good. That looks really good. Yeah. Sweet. I like it. I like it. So wait. <laughs> so, Mark, let's get into it, my friend. I want to start on the baseball side of things. Gamecocks dropped the midweek last night, but still sit 20-2, 11th in the country. You ask me this question all the time, so I'm going to turn it on you. When you look at this Carolina ball club, eight teams make it to Omaha. It is very difficult, right? It's, it's not always guaranteed because of what you did in the regular season or even conference play. Look at Tennessee last year. They were the best team, I think, in college baseball. It's not even debatable, and they don't make it to Omaha. In your mind, you look at this team, do you feel like this is an Omaha club based off of what you've seen to this point?
2: Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And Chris, I need to lead you to the light on this team. I don't know if this is PTSD on your part. I don't know if you are suffering uh, from some sort of uh, baseball related anxiety. But, Chris, You know, look at how the game is changing. Look at how the game is changing at the highest level, right? What were the old adages back in the day? Pitching wins championships, right? Mm -hmm. Defense wins championships in football. Uh, Run the football, stop the run. You know how much so many of these are changing, right? Yeah, like the, uh, the last three World Series champions, Chris, have all been top five in runs scored, okay? Now think about that. Uh, going up against what we thought of baseball when we were growing up. You are doing that. South Carolina is doing that. South Carolina's lineup and their production is a very MLB way of winning at the highest level. They're adapting with the times. They're not playing an old, tired game from yesteryear. They are battering you to death through the lineup. They are lengthening games. They are fatiguing you. And that is absolutely a protocol that can lead you to Omaha. You know, Chris, name me five more potent lineups in the game than what South Carolina has right now. Then when you look at, when you consider what is winning in Major League Baseball, okay, um, the the best run-producing teams are those winning the World Series, there's your answer, Chris. It's just right in front of you. I just need you to open up your door, step outside, and realize
1: how bright the future is for you, son. I would say this, Mark. The only thing I would say is that, do I think this is an Omaha caliber team? Could they get there? Yes. I'm just not willing to go heavy black ink and say they will be there. So I just want to make it clear that I I do think this team has the makings to get there. I mean, I've I've mentioned many times the pitching's Omaha caliber. If the hitting complements it, the defense is good enough. But if the hitting complements it, I mean, the pitching is is Omaha-esque. Um, I just know baseball is a crazy game. Again, like a team like Tennessee last year who was the best team in college baseball, it's not a guarantee that you will get in. But, yes, I would agree with you. This team has the makings of it. Um, you know, it's funny you mentioned the best lineups in college baseball because your Gators, I think, are one of them. Man, Florida is red hot right now. They are They're going to be tough to beat. That's going to be a great series later in the season, South Carolina, Florida. I really hope it's one of those where the Gamecocks are, you know, doing what they think they're going to do, having a great season. I think Florida is going to have a great season. Many people are projecting Florida to be, you know, maybe the number one seed in all the college baseball. Like there's some people that think that highly of them. So I can't wait to see that series. man. it was always fun back in the early 2010s when the Gamecocks were, you know, on their great run. And it always felt like that South Carolina, Florida series at the very end, <clears throat> that was the series to decide the SEC East winner, and then of course we all know the history between the two in 2011 College World Series final, and you know the Gamecocks come out on top. But I mean, great games, great games, great teams. A lot of MLB guys on those two teams, right? and on the Florida side for sure, a lot of MLB guys coming out of game you know, pool. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, Chris. Uh, you know, I want to I
2: want to bring you into uh, into this discussion too. What in your opinion, March Madness right now is delivering record setting ratings, right? And I'm wondering if the transfer portal is actually helping March Madness because what it is doing, it used to be if your roster sucked, it'd take you three or four years to get a good one. Now, mm-hmm. if you had a bad year, you can have a great year the next year by way of the transfer portal, right? Mm-hmm. So it hurts some teams. It's helping others. But the fact that you look at the fact that the, the, the NBA has record low ratings right now, mm-hmm. March Madness, the first two rounds has record high ratings. What gets college baseball elevated from a national standpoint? You look, you, you look and see what, um, what the SEC network has done for college softball, right? I, was, uh, I went to my first Clemson softball game over the weekend, Chris, and I was floored that the softball game was a sellout. You look right across your shoulder, right over your shoulder at the baseball game, mm-hmm. there's nobody there. Yeah. there like, there's literally nobody there. So you could say, well, Clemson's top five in softball and the baseball team isn't ranked. But the baseball team has been a tried and true brand for decades. The softball thing is brand new, Mm -hmm. right? So what gets college baseball to the level of March Madness? You know, what gets it close? Because you know as well as I do, Chris, that the whole country shuts down Mm -hmm. for the first two days of March Madness. College baseball doesn't have anything like that.
3: Why?
1: Well, I think college – first off, March Madness stands alone. I mean, it's, it's, it's special. It's unique. It's arguably the greatest postseason for any sport. I mean, I think the college baseball postseason is a lot of fun. But, I mean, the regular season of college baseball certainly is not even going to, to, to hold a candle to, to March Madness. And and I think basketball across but, but, the board Chris, is still a is popular the regular popular sport. Season, neither is the regular right. season for
2: college basketball. Nobody right. watches the regular season for college basketball either, right? Yeah. We pay attention to March. Their tournament is so big. This is people's concern with college football is that it could become a tournament sport and the most gorgeous regular season of all time could be lost. Right. right? So no one pays attention to college basketball. I mean, you and I do, right? Right, right, right. Like you and I do, we pay attention to our teams here and there, but globally, nationally, we don't pay attention to regular season, college basketball. Don't pay attention to regular season, college baseball. If college baseball can tap into, you know, If they can tap into a tenth of the energy, because, Chris, you know as well as I do, if I say to you nationally, what's a more popular sport, baseball or basketball, there's a debate there, right? Like that is, you'd say to yourself, well, I know one of those is number two, right? I know one of them. Mm -hmm. I could debate which one it is. It isn't hockey or soccer. And Mm -hmm. football is far and away number one. So number two is definitely basketball or baseball. So why is it then that college basketball just destroys college baseball when it comes to the end of the season? And you point to March Madness. And if I'm running college baseball, Chris, I'm asking myself, how do I tap into that? How do we create our March Madness?
1: Right. Well, I mean, I I like the field of 64 they have right now. I like the regional setup. I like the best of three super regional setup. And then the college world series is I mean, I think it's great, but. No, I mean, to your point, I mean, this speaks even more so to, you know, grabbing the attention of the viewer. And you, you mentioned, like, the the Clemson or the Clemson softball baseball discussion and, like, why – I mean, unfortunately, Mark, the reality, again, is that even with a tried-and-true product – and, I mean, I would say this about South Carolina last year because I was at those games and Founders Park was practically empty the entire year. If you don't have a product on the field, people just aren't showing up. Not in 2023, they're not. Maybe in 1993 they were, but in the era of – you can stream anything. There's so many different things to do. You just don't have that fan loyalty anymore. You know that. I mean, you just you just don't have that, you know, people don't feel the same obligation to go to a game when it's like they can do so many other things. And I'm not even blaming fans or calling out fans because, hey, I mean, it's, you know, don't don't finish a bad book just because you started it. Don't go to a game just because you – feel obligated to do so. You know what I mean? Like there's many, don't finish a TV series. If it sucks, don't finish a movie. Like there's so many other options now for people to, you know, utilize their time, their energy elsewhere. And I, I think that's so I many, Clem, Clem sucks. Baseball's not good this year, Mark. They're not good. Like we all know they're not going to be good. And so, Hey, fans, college fans, they want to watch a winner over anything else. I mean, it's look at men's basketball versus women's basketball at South Carolina. I mean, The women average thirteen thousand fans a a game. I don't think the men put thirteen thousand fans in that stadium once.
2: Chris, 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 Clemson. You know, uh, has is roughly a six hundred baseball team. Okay, roughly. Um, This is a team. It's not out of the realm of possibility that they could be in the postseason. It's not
1: out of the realm of possibility. Ability. The and narrative Chris, is they stink. Is, the narratives they stink. That's, right, 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 but, from but, their but own but the fans, too, is, not just from me.
2: They were this close. They were this close. Is it Clemson or Clem sucks on this podcast? I don't know. Um, you can say whatever. They, they, like. they were this close to winning a series against your team, right? So so when Clemson fans say to me, well, Mark, it's easy to figure out softball's top five and, and baseball isn't, I'm, I'm saying, is what you're telling me now that you guys are fair weather fans? Is that what you're telling me? That, that that you're there for the team when the times are good. Good time, Charlie. But uh, when the going gets tough, you guys are not going to be there to have your teams back. Right? I, I think
1: I think fans as a whole have become more fair weather for every team. I, I really do believe that, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think it's why, again, like you just don't see, for example, college football we could even speak to. I, and I know college football stadiums get packed out, but there are more – there are so many reasons to not go to games now when it comes to streaming, when it comes to – You know, you can watch every other game. You can not deal with parking. You can not deal with ticket prices. I'm not telling people not to go to a game because it's a fantastic experience. And people do pack out the stadiums. We see it every week. But I'm just saying that, especially for like a baseball where there's 56 games, and unless you're emotionally connected and tied to that team, I I mean, if the product's not – and I'm not saying this is right or wrong, Mark. I'm just, from what I've seen evaluating, I I think you see this across – every school i don't think this is a south carolina or a clemson thing i think it's just nationwide that again people just they have shorter attention spans now and they don't want to sit there and they're not going to invest their time and energy in a product that's not good i mean that's i mean i I feel like if anybody would understand this by the way it's you because you were the one that had said when you had your whole forever to the fiasco if the product's not good don't be obligated to giving or showing up or what have you so I mean, some fans exert their their uh, their power as a fan, as a donor, whatever to not go. So, I mean, well, Chris, Chris but here's what it. I would
2: say. Here's what I would say to that: the "forever to thee" thing, right? Uh, and to bring your audience into this, right? Uh, I challenged the hashtag "forever to thee" when the Gamecock football program was giving you a crappy product for decades on end, and what I said was forever to thee is asking you guys for unconditional loyalty when they haven't been loyal to you and giving you a great product. They've shown a commitment to that with Mm -hmm. Shane Beamer and what he's building. But Chris, what I'm not saying is, you know, baseball gives you a consistently great product, back-to-back national champions. You have one bad season and the fan base drops out, drops off. That's Mm -hmm. being a fair weather fan. You know, there has to be. But if you get a consistently crap product, Chris, I do think forever to thee is a very tough ask when you're not delivering a a good product over the long haul. I think Mm -hmm. baseball, by and large, has delivered a very good product. So let me ask you this. I like this comment from Coleman Hall. Baseball for the average fan is tough to watch unless it's good baseball and you have some emotional connection to the team. In what ways, Chris, and you can – you can answer this better than I can. In what ways do you see college baseball adapting to what MLB is doing mm-hmm. to shorten the game experience? I mean, the game I was at at Floor Field, Chris, was three hours and 51 minutes, man. You know, well, I watched, that, Clemson, yeah. I watched yeah. Clemson softball. Clemson softball game was an hour and 21 minutes. Mm-hmm. Hour and 21 versus 351, Chris. Come on, man.
1: Well, In and, what and ways I'll say are this. are they going to get yeah. with what
2: MLB is doing?
1: Well, and I'll say this, Mark, the game you're referencing, I think, was more the exception, not the rule for this year, at least for what I've watched, because, I mean, yeah, what was it, an 11-9 or whatever ball game, back and forth, crazy pitching changes, like, that game's going to go on longer. But uh, to the credit of this conversation, this past weekend, you know, we did live stream watch-alongs for all three of the games against Georgia, and... You know, one of the reasons they ended so shortly was because South Carolina just disposed of Georgia and won two of the games by run rule, which I think is an effort to shorten the game. And those games were like two and a half hours, which was great. But those games, I thought, moved at a very swift pace. I mean, the first game was like two hours and 15 minutes. So I think the pitch clock is actually – I've come around to it. I think it's helping a lot. Um, So I think they're obviously adapting that. I mean, I feel like the only rule they haven't really picked up is the – banning the shift rule, which doesn't bother me all that much. I mean, I, I understand like the, you know, I, I think it'll be interesting to see it in the MLB, but they have adopted this pitch clock rule, which I think has helped. You know, it's, it's weird to me that, you know, I, I was a pitcher in college and you teach pitchers to have tempo and have pace and, and keep the game moving. And I don't know if that got lost or, or what has happened, but the fact that we have to have a pitch clock in place to me, is kind of absurd that guys just don't know to like, keep it moving, keep it going, be in the flow of the game. But Um, I I mean, I know the one at floor field was very long. And I think because of the, the intensity of that game, the back and forth, the home runs, the scoring of the runs, that's going to prolong the game, obviously. But this past weekend, actually the games, Mark, moved at a very swift pace. They were all like two and a half hours and less, which, you know, we love the game of baseball, but I I think also too, Mark, just on this note, we could, we could go off on this forever about the game of baseball. I I just, I think there's only so many things you can do and can change. The one thing I don't want to see ever change is like the integrity of the game. Like, listen. Not everybody's gonna like baseball, that's just the reality. Like, <clears throat> stop trying to make everyone like it. Like, I understand that for ratings and money, and but not everybody's going to like the game of baseball. Like, if you cannot sit there and be able to pay attention for three hours and appreciate the small nuances, you, you're probably not gonna like it. And I mean, that's okay. It's not football. It doesn't need to try to be football. Baseball is its own thing. Let it be the game we all love. That's all I'm saying. Well,
2: uh, Chris, I mean, I think that's well stated. And I think part
1: of what's (laughs) happened to baseball is that everybody's ADD now, right? Right. Is that
2: you used to be able to sit down and relax.
1: We just lose Mark there. Mark, can you hear me, my guy? I lost you there for a second. Here, we, we lost. Here, I'm going to kick you real quick. We lost Mark's volume. We lost. I'm going to get Mark back in. We lost his volume. I don't know what happened there. We lost Mark's volume. You guys can hear me. Okay, I, I think that was a Mark Ryan issue. We lost his volume for whatever reason. Um, Lost his audio. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Bruinace says, "Tell Martin to get off dial-up, no sound." Yeah, I don't know what happened. I, I thought it was just me for a moment. Uh, I thought it was just me. Let's see if we can get him back in. Let's see. Mark, there we go. All right, we lost, Can you hear me? We your, yeah, we lost your audio okay. for a second. I don't know what happened. C- continue, my friend. I apologize. For oh, that. no,
2: no, no problem, man. So, yeah, we're having a very, very macro discussion, Chris. And I don't know where you lost me, but I was saying that they've done brain studies on folks and, and um, how, um, you know, it, when your cell phone is taken away from us, we start to have anxiety. We start to sweat. And I think baseball is that sport that's been hurt the most by this ADD society and how therapeutic it is for you to just sit at a baseball game and observe and be there and be present and be in the moment. We've largely lost the ability to do that Mm -hmm. as a culture and as a society. And in that sense, I think baseball can be very, very therapeutic to like to help people through this, man. Mm -hmm. When you're at a baseball game, how many of them have their phones out? You know, how many of them are sitting there on their phones? The baseball game isn't enough, right? It's not enough. They've got to be stimulated and have the baseball game going on. So I think that um, that kind of speaks to what you're saying. And look, man, it's um, it's a fun it's it's a fun conversation. And it's one that is being had at all levels of the game on how to draw people back in. But if I'm involved in college baseball, the first thing I'm doing is talking to the networks. How can we generate one tenth of the excitement for our postseason? that Mm -hmm. college basketball is generating for theirs. Mm -hmm. They have a national brand. They're producing ratings that the NBA can't touch. And our postseason, relatively speaking, is an afterthought. How do we fix that? That's that, That's one thing I would be really focusing on if I'm running college baseball.
1: And Mark, not to take this down a philosophical path, but something you said earlier in regards to people on their phones and how they have stress and anxiety. One of my favorite quotes is, uh, you know, most of man's problems come from a, or stem from the fact that he cannot sit by himself for thirty minutes, you know, without some sort of stimulation, entertainment. Like most people, just can't even fathom that. You know what I mean? So th- to your point, I think that's a really great point you make. That uh, the attention spans are so short now that, you know, it it, it hurts a game. Like baseball. Mark, let's move off the diamond onto uh, the gridiron. We'll talk a little on kind of football. I think what's become the most interesting storyline, because, you know, in spring practice, right, we're kind of looking for things to, to talk about. We're reading between the lines of things that Shane Beamer has to say to other coaches. But, you know, what started out as, you know, we thought maybe okay for a practice or two, they are shifting to Cabrion Joiner to the running back position, just helping out with depth. They're getting a look. It sounds like this is a real thing, and it sounds like in the spring game, we are going to see the carry-on joiner get some touches, get some carries. Again, of course, this is a guy that I think uh, has been making plays for the Gamecocks as long as you've been in the upstate working with the fan upstate. And so you've seen his career, his progression. You all, We all saw what he did in the Mayo Bowl. We saw what he did last year for South Carolina. I felt like every time he got in the ball game, he was making plays. Your overall thoughts on the joiner playing running back for South Carolina?
2: I will give you them, Chris, but I want to be able to do something a little fun with you before Mm. our time is over here today. Uh, Our show is called Offsides, after all, Chris. So it wouldn't be me if we didn't do something on this that was a little bit offsides. So stay tuned for that, ladies and gentlemen. That is called a tease. Okay, that is a tease that is acceptable. There are many teases in life that are not this one. (laughs) This is one that is Um, Chris. I have been almost entirely positive when I come on this show because there's a lot to be positive about when it comes to Gamecock athletics. I think we could be entering a golden age of Gamecock athletics. The lack of Dakarian Joyner and a guy of his skill level and talent having anything resembling a consistent role on the football team during my time in the upstate since 2019 has been baffling to me. The guy has skill. The guy has talent, you know, um, and the best coaches say we don't have a system. The system is built around the skills of our players. This guy's a playmaker, man. You know, if he's not making plays, that's on you. Now, we all know that Will Muschamp sucks. We all know that. We all also know that Shane Beamer does not. Right. And so, yes, yes. If I'm Shane Beamer, I'm taking it as a challenge to my competency to figure out a way to utilize the skill set that this guy has because he's a playmaker. And I've thought for some time that the best use of him is a Percy Harvin, Debo Samuel kind of role where you mix in a pass as well, you know, or you use the carry and joiner as like the Tim Tebow play where it looks like a quarterback run, but it's actually going to be a jump pass. There are so many different ways that you can utilize them, Chris, and I feel like the <laughs> fact that they haven't found a way to do that is an indictment on everybody. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong?
1: No, I think you're right. I mean, it's it's been really interesting the 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 curious case of the the, the career of the carry-on Joiner, and I feel like Luke Doty's kind of going down the same path. Granted, he's not getting the exact playing time, but I mentioned last week that. Luke Doty's just a carry on joiner without the highlight film. I mean, really, truly, <laughs> like a like an athlete that maybe, you know, he's obviously not going to be the starting quarterback this year behind Spencer Rattler, which, you know, is fine. We all agree with. But, you know, Luke Doty, a guy, which it's, it's, it's really interesting to me, Mark. And I'll ask you, do, does it ever like I, I know this is the a Gamecock specific thing, but it's, you know, the the transfer portal's so interesting. One of the intriguing things about it is like you never really know why guys stay or leave. Like, I think there's some guys it's much more clearer than others. Like, hey, that guy wasn't playing. He's looking for playing time. But, for example, like, many people said for years, hey, the carry on Joyner, if he wants to be a starting quarterback, he ought to transfer. Luke Doty, same thing. There's other guys on the roster. And then there's some guys that it shocks you when they transfer. I I just – it's a – you know, it's, it's in, in pro sports, we know guys are leaving for contracts or for different reasons. It's I, I think that's one of the things that makes the portal just so – and I know you have strong feelings on the portal, but it, it makes it so interesting, you know, is that, like, we kind of never know. You know what I mean? It, we never know why guys are leaving, and I I don't know if there's really a solution to that. But it's just – you know, I think you could definitely say it speaks to the culture that Shamers built, that guys, even if they're not playing a ton, they want to be there and they love being a Gamecock. You know, Luke Doty said it, I think, yesterday or two days ago that – he's not going anywhere. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's a game cock through and through and he's going to stick around Columbia. I, I just, I don't know. I just, I find the Chris, portal fascinating at times for sure.
2: Let's not get to the point where we're condemning kids for doing the very thing that we ask of them, <laughs> that
1: we ask them right.
2: and what is honoring that? a commitment, that, right? <laughs> that is honoring a commitment and yeah. going to a school, not for a coach, mm-hmm. but for a program yes. because it means something to them to wear a Garnet and black. You almost sound like, Chris, why the hell happened to Kerry and Joyner and Luke Doty transferred? I would have transferred. That's what you sound like to me. Dude, it means something to them to be Gamecocks. W- wake up and smell the coffee, Chris. That's okay. That's okay. We should celebrate that in college sports. You know? Mm. Like, that's, that's what I'm always asking for. Don't go to a school for a coach. Don't, you know, don't go to school for NIL. Go to school because it's where you feel the best. It's where it's, it's, it's the place that tugs on your heartstrings. It's the place that gives you the warm fuzzies. It's the place that you want to be, you know? And Luke Doty and decary and Joyner, it means something to them to be Gamecocks. I think you'd agree with me. The athletic program as a whole hasn't had enough of those kind of guys, right? Hasn't had enough of the Tim Tebow's that would do anything to play in the orange and blue, right? So let's honor those guys let's yeah. champion those guys. And for all that is good and holy, let's get those guys on the freaking field. Well, I'm Mark to your to your, message.
1: to your point, we are at a point where those guys it feels like almost are outliers and we are highlighting them to the level in which we are in which it used to be right that uh I mean, yeah, of course you love your school. You're going to your school. Of course you're not transferring. Of course you have pride and re- you know, what I'm saying? but like now, now with the portal it's it's you know, guys like Doty and Joyner are becoming rarities, if you will. Um, Shane Beamer and his football team made made uh, headlines, I guess you could say, with their "Busting with the Boys uh, podcast appearance. I'll ask you this. Juice Wells was asked about, uh, you know, what, what defensive backs in the SEC scare you, intimidate you, whatever. He said none of them, right? And so that obviously made ways. I'll ask you, do you like that type of mentality from your football players? Do you think guys should be – More humble. I mean, I I love it. I love the energy, right? Especially, I mean, you're a skill position player. You're a wide receiver. That feels like pretty par for the course. Your overall thoughts on just players, I guess, approaching it with that type of mentality and uh, cockiness, no pun intended, if you will.
2: Well, look, uh, I love that he came back to South Carolina. You were mentioning, Chris, it shocks you when some guys enter the transfer portal. It doesn't shock me that Jordan Burch enters the transfer portal because you know what he's sleeping on at night? A bet of cash okay he's sleeping on a bed of cash breaking bad style just sprawled out on a bed of cash okay um that doesn't surprise me but you honor those guys that do and look man um my guy wells is going to be one of the i think he has he has every shot to have an all-american season and he's one of the most underrated least heralded players that has a chance to do that i still feel like outside of sec circles chris nobody really knows him you know i feel like he's going to be the burst on the scene player this year right and it wouldn't surprise me would it surprise you if he is the highest gamecock drafted a year from now i think he has that kind of ability it's just not known it's just not really known because for the first part of the year south carolina was underachieving and then he looked great against clemson in the final games of the year right? Um, But it was such a small sample size. But when you saw what I saw, you know, you're like, man, if they could just utilize the carry and joiner like this, they'd have two of these guys, (laughs) right? They'd have, they'd have two of these guys and good luck defending that, right? How about the carry and joiner with Wells coming around as the jet sweep? Defend that, Chris, defend that. You got the carry and joiner taking the snap. Or you got Rattler with Joyner and Wells in the backfield. Hmm. Who's getting the ball? What's this play? I mean, think of what Andy Reid would do with those guys. What would Andy Reid do with the carry and Joyner and Wells? What would they do? What would fun. he do? He would be ripping Bleep up, and you know he would, <laughs> right? You know he would. So, you know, if, um, if I am the powers that be, okay, I am studying what Andy Reid does and how he gets the ball in their hands and his playmaker's hands. And that's incumbent upon you, but Chris, it is time the clip of all clips from, um, from Shane Beamer and the, the wonder, the million dollar question, who is the beef with, with, we asked this question. What do you guys think? Um, Shane Beamer said he and his wife had a talk over breakfast. He was asked what sec coach he would like to fight. What sec coach could he take in a fight? And he said yesterday morning uh, that he and his wife had a conversation, and there was one particular coach that uh, he had in mind. Now, the first part of this question, Chris, is who is it? 58% of our audience says it's Mark Stoops. Second place was Eli Drinkwitz. Third place was Jimbo Fisher. What say you?
1: I think it's definitely Stoops. I I think it has to be. I I just – It has to be, especially, too, when you factor this in, Mark. The comments, and then after South Carolina beats Kentucky and Lexington, he's in the locker room dancing to turn my swag on with the glasses on. He had the glasses ready to go. So, yeah, I think he took those comments to heart. I think it's Mark Stoops, for sure. So now let's do this.
2: Shane Beamer said in a fight, he thinks, quote, I could handle my own against most of them. So, Chris... For once and for all, with your audience as our witness, can we go through the coaches in the SEC? We
1: can. Who, I know you guys would, did this on your show. I, I know you did. Who it on would your Shane show. Beamer
2: yeah. beat? Who would Shane yeah. Beamer beat? Now, Chris, you and I got to do this from memory. Our audio, our wonderful audience here below us has to let us know if we're mm. leaving anybody out. Yeah. Uh so here we go, Chris. Uh Shane Beamer against Eli Drinkwitz. Who
1: wins the fight? I'll go with Beamer. I, I don't Beamer. see Drinkwitz as a scrapper. I, I don't at all. No, no.
2: Beamer. <laughs> Beamer would. Uh, Beamer would send that mop-headed
1: fool to his. Yeah, uh, I think I think Drinkwitz could beat him in like a in like a math problem solving contest, but that's about it.
2: Yeah, Beamer would send the mop-headed fool known as Drinkwitz to his maker, uh, and that would happen real, real fast. How about Beamer versus Josh Heipel? I'm gonna go Beamer as well. Yeah, Beamer beats Elmer fun. He definitely <laughs> beats Elmer Fudd, Chris. Okay, he definitely beats Elmer Fudd. Beamer, Beamer. We've got Beamer 2-0. Uh, Beamer against Clark Lee.
3: Mm, I don't Clark know Lee, a lot about
2: Clark Lee. Clark Lee, Clark Lee. Lee
1: looks like a, looks like a, a rock. Yeah. yeah. I'll go, I'll go Lee. To... I'll, I'll give Clark Lee. Yeah. Okay. I'll give Clark so Lee, both, Lee there. I'm, I'm going to be very, by the way, I'm, I'm not just going to pick Beamer because you know I'm not. Now also I loved by the way Diesel I did hear you guys segment that he just said I'm going to pick Beamer to get his ass kicked by everybody. That made me laugh. <laughs> so Okay. Be great. Beamer we'll Clarkley. Against
2: Mark yeah. Stoops.
1: See, I think that's a really good brawl cuz is. Stoops is it Stoops is like a Stoops Stoops isn't is a line of scrimmage guy like you know he's he's down to get bloody like for sure. Like I I'd probably honestly I think Stoops would 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 be in a fight I think Stoops, I think wins, Stoops would beat Beamer in a fight yeah
2: Beamer has him on age and stamina but when Stoops gets a hold of him right, it's, right. it's it's curtains for for Beamer so Stoops. I'm going to go Stoops yeah. so we've yeah. got it 2-2 we've yeah. got two more matchups in the East Chris to get to yeah. uh Beamer versus Billy
1: Napier I got Napier yeah I got I- Napier I, I Well, I, and I know you did, and I heard you talk about that When I, I think Napier's a dog for sure, yeah. Oh, Na, Napier I looks think, scary to me.
2: Napier, Napier looks like he, he
1: street fights for fun. That's what he looks I like
2: think to me. Napier, it takes a lot for him to go nuclear, but when he goes nuclear, you better hide everybody you love, brother. You better hide everybody you love. So I've got Beamer now with a record of two and three, yeah. and then we've got Beamer against Kirby Smarts.
1: I think Beamer whoops whoops Kirby's ass. Yeah. There's no chance of that. You don't think so? Kirby's smart.
2: Yeah, I think he does. That's that's not a very smart thing to say, especially when Kirby could be <laughs> listening to this, Chris. So you've got Beamer 3 and 3, I've got him 2. Kirby and four. great I'll at be-
1: inspirational pe- speeches. I don't think he would throw the hands like that.
2: I, oh, I Beamer know. versus Spurrier. Listen, don't do that to the old ball coach. <laughs> don't do that to the old ball coach. Please don't do that to the old ball coach. Okay, so after the East, it's 3 and 3, 2 and yeah. 4. Let's run through the West real quick. Okay. Beamer versus Saban. I got Beamer
1: yeah, I got Beamer as well, yeah. Okay, so you are four and three, I am yeah.
2: three and four. Yeah, uh, Beamer versus Jimbo Fisher, I got Beamer.
1: Yeah, I got Beamer there as well. yeah. I okay. think purely on like an age standpoint i don't I don't think Jimbo's getting around very well. I don't know.
2: So I got four and four, you got five and
1: three. Beamer yeah. versus Lane Kiffen. See, I heard you talk about this one yesterday. like I, <laughs> I just feel like Lane would be sneaky with it. I really do. <laughs> like, you can't tell me Lane can't get after it. I don't know. Lane Kiffin surprises us at every turn. I'm going to go Lane Kiffin in the upset here. Like, I'd, I'd take Lane plus the 200 or whatever it is. I'd throw the bet on Lane Oh, you're throwing really the works.
2: upset money on it. Okay, I, I would. The I would. Yeah. 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 yeah,
1: I would. I'm yeah. taking
2: Beamer, so we are both five and four. Yeah. Uh, Diesel, if you have seen this cat, there's not a single coach in college football who would beat this guy. Zach Arnett. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going
1: with Arnett because I actually looked him up after you guys. I, I loved your quote. You said, if you haven't looked him up, your wife has. yeah five okay
2: so we got Zach Arnett we're five and five we got three to go okay we're both five and five we have different winners and losers though uh Beamer versus Brian Kelly
1: I'll go Beamer there yeah I'll go Beamer there yeah Kelly doesn't intimidate me I I
2: think I think Brian Kelly on the fighting side is a little all bark and no bite you know so family is not gonna it's not gonna it's not gonna beat Beamer okay (laughs) so we got Beamer six and five six and five um Beamer against Sam Pittman. Beamer, this is the guy Beamer talked about. Yeah, that one, he 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 specifically
1: named Pittman. You know, this is another one, though, where I think I'm going to take Beamer, but it's like Stoops, where if he gets his hands on Beamer, it's over. He I mean, obviously, the sheer size, but to Beamer's point, he has the agility. I'll go with Beamer, but he better not let him get his paws on him, because if he does, it's over. That's got to be his tactic. I'm it's got to be his tactic. I'm going,
2: uh, no, yeah. I'm going Beamer for conditioning, <laughs> for conditioning, yeah. man. Um, Sam Pittman isn't getting out of that with some sort of cardiac issue, man. Okay? Yeah, Pittman, so.
1: Pittman's quitting halfway through the fight to have a cold beer. He, he's, not inter- he's not entertaining a, a fight with me. He'd rather go have a cold beer. And then finally, can Beamer put the freeze on Hugh? Yeah, I mean, I, Hugh doesn't come off to me as like an athletic specimen of any kind. So I, I just, you know, Hugh Freeze feels like the, and you know what? This is going to be unfair to say, but I don't care. Shout out to my guy, Jake Crane, big Auburn guy. Hugh feels like the guy, he would like, he would bring the, the, the gun to the knife fight. I don't know why. He feels like he'd cheat. He, <laughs> I don't know. He feels like he'd cheat to me. He would win hey. by cheating. I think Harrison Ford once did that in Indiana Jones, and that's fine by
2: me. You know I, mean, I mean, right, whatever
1: you have to do. Hey, but by I think... the way,
2: for, for a bonus, by the way, the final record, we have Beamer eight and five against SEC head coaches uh, in the Royal Rumble. We've got him eight and five. But somebody said Beamer against Will Mustchamp uh, for, the, for the bonus one. Diesel. Uh, Coach Beamer, Scrapper, Mustchamp. You've seen Mustchamp angry. You won't like him when he's angry. Beamer especially won't like him when he's angry. Okay. Beamer's, yeah, Beamer's Muschamp. a better
1: coach than Must but I I don't think he would beat Must Champ in a in a in a cage match. There you go. And I hate there to say go. that. And I hate to say that. Truly, we
2: both Mark, look at our uh, look at our ob- objectivity here, ladies. Right, and gentlemen. right. We Mark, both say you, Beamer goes eight and five. Uh, yeah. In a fight to the death against SEC head
1: coaches. Mark, can I get I, an I, Amen. I was friend. actually going to turn on you and say uh, in, in a in a South Carolina, the state of South Carolina media royal rumble. Is there anybody out there you want to fight? Anybody you want to you want to call out on these airwaves? Is there there anybody actually? Let me let me do it just like they did. Is there anybody in the in in the fourth quarter of your show? You know, you have the number one show in the upstate locked up, and you just are smiling while you do it. Is anybody out there? You're enjoying pummeling while you're doing it. Um, I can't (laughs)
2: handle I can't handle Chris homers. I can't handle homers. The reason I come on your show, the reason you come on mine, is because we're able to be objective. I can't handle homers, okay? So if you go back and you look up all of the losers who didn't have an opinion when the Robert Caslin stuff was going on, you know, there were a bunch of people who cover the Gamecocks who didn't have any freaking opinion, okay? Because they're scared of losing their access. Losers, every single one of them, okay? Your job is to have an opinion, your audience relies on you having an opinion, okay? If you couldn't say that that embarrassed the university and that he should be fired because it looked like he was liquored up, I got no respect for what you're doing, okay? And so the homers, Chris, anybody that falls under the homer umbrella, I've got no respect for. And there are radio show hosts that are like that. There are TV guys that are like that. And it's just Homer it up for the local team. If I've never seen you be critical of the team you cover, I have no respect for you. And I get that from you, Chris. And that's why you have the audience that you do. My audience gets that from me. That's why I have the audience I do. Because they know that they're going to get the straight scoop from you and the straight scoop from me. And that's why I respect the hell out of you, brother. Keep on keeping on.
1: I appreciate it. And I will say to echo your point, not to call anyone out specifically, but there are – A lot of uh, box score boys in in the state of South Carolina that talk about the Gamecocks. And I mean, that truly is why TSUS, that's one of the many reasons, but that's, you know, I I saw that six years ago when, when we first started, when I first started creating content around the Gamecocks that there's no one in this space that is giving the real honest, unfiltered opinion that you're speaking of. And that's what's made our content stand out so much uh, over the years. And we'll continue to do so. So I agree with you. I agree with you. Listen, I, I don't, I don't resonate with the. There's some folks out there that it's not. If it's not sunshine and rainbows, they don't show up, and that's why they don't win. So there you go. <laughs> that's that's it. That's it, and uh, that's what I respect about you as well. Mark Ryan offsides with Mark Ryan of the Fan Upstate every single day, Monday through Friday, three to seven. Check them out. Uh, great stuff. And again, Mark, I love you and Diesel's segment on uh, Shane Beamer and the fighting comments, fighting words, if you will. It feels like uh, the the off season chatter. The off season banter those types of combos they're picking up but those are some of the best conversations because they really are truly some of the most out there which we enjoy so and um
2: Who invite you got invite your uh, awesome listeners to follow me on twitter that's at mark ryan on air that's the m-a-r-c ryan on air and right now at the fan upset on twitter you will find the audio of the segment where my producer diesel and i go through all the sec head coaches <laughs> it is hilarious would Beamer take them in a fight? I was much more objective than Diesel was. I will tell yeah, you that I, I
1: was gonna say, I don't know how much of a fan of Diesel they'll be after that segment, but it is what it is. <laughs> I mean, Diesel took it to heart. He took the uh no, he, did. he still hasn't gotten over it. Mark, appreciate it as always, man. This was a blast. Thank you so much. All the best, guys. Love you guys. Take care. Yeah, man. Take care. Great stuff. Mark Ryan at the fan Update. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Um, really enjoyed that. Mark, uh, yeah, that was great. That was great. That was great. That was great, guys. We're gonna go ahead and jump into our first break of the day. On to the other side, I want to continue to hear from you. And by the way, that da- or excuse me, uh, Shane Beamer would kick Dabo's ass in a fight. Let's be honest. Anyways, guys, taking your questions, comments, calls on the other side of the break. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls. eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. 3377 That's 843 3377 here on this Wednesday. Great stuff from Mark Ryan. That was a blast of a conversation. That was an incredible combo. Um, tons of movement in the portal today in college basketball. Kansas guard Bobby Pettiford. UNC's Puff Johnson. Florida center, Jason Jittabo. So, a lot of movement in the portal. Uh, I would say Lamont Paris needs to be active, no doubt. Lamont Paris needs to be active. Uh, on <laughs> oh, you really want to get the, get the, the slap dicks fired up, get the combo going. I'll pose this question to you guys. I mean, again, Shane Beamer went on record, and, you know, when he was asked about is there anybody out there which SEC coaches – would you most like to fight? And, uh, you know, he he didn't mention anyone that he would necessarily kick their ass, but he sort of hinted at, you know, who he maybe want to scrap with and who he's not really a fan of. I'll ask you all, is there someone on social media, whether it be a fan, a media member, maybe it's me that you'd most want to kick their ass. Is there anybody out there in the Gamecock community that you just, you would love to kick their ass? Anybody you want to call out? You can use this as the opportunity to do so. I would love to read your comments. I will bite my tongue. I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover. I'll bite my tongue. But is there anybody out there that you like to call out in the comments, and you'd like to kick their ass? You think needs a good old ass whooping? Anybody you can think of? <laughs> I'm sure that'll that'll get the combo going. Duncan says Beamer versus Chris. Why would you do that? Why 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 would you? I, Beamer and I have no beef whatsoever. Beamer and I have no beef whatsoever. At all, of course. Quite the opposite. We're on very good terms. We're on very, very good terms. Bruin Nation said...
3: <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs>
1: oh, smoke. I don't even, like, want to read the comments, man. I don't even think I want to read the comments. That's hilarious. Uh, by the way, guys. Side note: Jets have hired Shaq Wilson as their new assistant defensive line coach. Uh, congratulations to Shaq for the the big move to the NFL. Really great stuff. Um, Bruin Nation says, Mike, you've <laughs> you know what I thought would be funny? What if we wrote like an article? What if we wrote an article and? We'd, you know, I, I think it'd be a fun article, like who would win of all the, of all the Gamecock media boys, right? The big J journos who would win in a cage match of all those guys, right? Not me included, not me included. Um, but you know, the, the irony, I, I will say this, and I saw this a couple of days ago. Um, I think it was on Sunday when like the baseball game was happening. Somebody posted it. We actually have in our discord, we have a slap dickery channel, believe it or not, slap dickery. So that's where we post all this slap dickery. We post it in the slap dickery channel, right? <laughs> but I'm not going to name the specific accounts. But I saw somebody—I don't even know how it really got started. Somebody said something, and you said you got a couple other Twitter accounts, you know, saying I'll, "I'll beat your ass," "I'll beat you up," "I'll do this," and it was a bunch of guys that, you know, if you really want to summarize the Bird app. People who are not even brave enough to put their actual face, like a picture of themselves, or even their real name. People who are not brave enough to do that, insinuating that they want smoke in real life, that they want to throw hands, that they want to beat somebody up, that they want to fight. Like, that is Twitter in a nutshell. That's Twitter in a nutshell. People who are not even brave enough to put their real name because they are cowards. They are cowards to stand by the dumbass shit they say on a day-in, day-out basis. That's the only reason you would be scared to put your name or your face. That is the only reason. The only reason. Otherwise, why wouldn't you? Why would you not want to own the things you say? Why would you not? So that just, to me, that, that just truly, that defines the bird app. Now, I'm not even just talking Gamecock fans, Gamecock Nation. I'm not even talking sports. I'm just saying, like, Twitter as a whole. That, to me, that encapsulates Twitter. Random, anonymous people making threats to people. Like, it's just complete BS. Complete BS across the board. And if you want to fight somebody over something they said on Twitter, you're a weirdo. Like you're just weird. Like you're 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 psychotic. You really are. You really are. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> anyways, Dale versus
3: Robbie.
1: <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Our guy, Brendan, says, I saw something on Twitter yesterday. The more time you spend on Twitter, the more you realize it's just high school for adults. It can be. It can be. For some people, it is. For some people it is for sure. Um I mean, listen, I, I have not always operated on Twitter the way I do now, right? Like I've had to learn over the years. That's why I don't, I just don't get into spats anymore. I just I just don't do it. I don't seek it out. I have no interest in doing it. It does not serve me in any way, but it's so it's funny, though, to sit back. It's funny to sit back and like watch it unfold and see it happen with other people. Like when people start going at it on Twitter, the funny thing is like there are no winners. There are no winners. You know what I mean? There are literally no winners. So it's silly, man. Austin Greer says, y'all remember Yik-Yak? That was legal bullying. Isn't Yik-Yak still a thing, Austin? I think Yik-Yak is back. I'm almost positive Yik-Yak's still a thing. I don't know. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. <clears throat> Anyways. You know, I, I sometimes I go back and forth. I see Blind Squirrel. Good call, Chris. You know, sometimes I go back and forth, though, because, you know i stick to sports here i i I, I, twig, I stick to sports we talk sports sometimes i try to go a little bit off the rail because there are other things happening outside of a sports realm but for example a bar stool right like they talk a lot about they talk a lot about like just drama right a lot of it's drama and maybe some of it's fabricated drama and i'm like there is a lot of drama we could talk about here on these airwaves but my question is: Is like who would it be serving? Who would it be driving value to? Like, is is that something our audience cares about? Like, should we promote? Should we promote in-house? And I say in-house, <clears throat> the house of Gamecock Nation. Should we promote in-house bickering and in-house fighting? And should we highlight? Right. The beauty is this: like we have, we have this platform. People pay attention to TSUS and the things that I'm saying and that we're saying and that we're doing, like, should I be using my energy and my platform and my resources to promote dickery? Like, truly, that's what it comes back to. You know what I mean? And so there are a lot of instances where I've been like, I could, I could highlight it. I could, you know, that's why you notice, guys, when things do hit the fan on Twitter, right, because they inevitably do. I have an opinion. Something happens where shit just hits the fan. I try my best not to bring that into here. I I really do because I'm like, I don't think people follow TSUS for that reason. You know, maybe some do, maybe some do. And I'm a human being and there's going to be times where I address things, certain things, whatever. But like, I just, I don't think that should be like a main driver of this show. I I just don't think so. You know what I mean? Like I like talking ball. I want to talk ball every now and then there's some drama to talk about, discuss, sift through whatever. But like, I'm just, you know, for example, like when you look at a when you look at a Barstool Sports like a Dave Portnoy, and you got to respect what the hell he's done building. I mean, you got to respect it. Like I don't give a damn what you think about the guy, what you want to say. Like the proofs in the pudding, they are just massively 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 successful. But like I even look at like him, like the energy that he takes to, you know, he talks about his enemies and how petty he is and getting their names printed on bottles of champagne and shit. Like it's funny. But it's like I just can't imagine allocating that much energy, right? Like, like when you when you're giving that much energy, like the person you're petty towards, they control you to a degree. You're under their spell. You're under their control because if you're going to those types of links to make a quote unquote point, then like they are winning. They have won. Do you know how you win? You just brush it off. You you don't even you don't even you act like it doesn't even it, it's it's not even not even there. It doesn't even matter. Like your opinion, your thoughts, your hatred means so little that why even acknowledge it? I mean, there's been plenty of instances where I could have acknowledged certain things, right? But honestly, like I'm above it. Like I I just I'm I'm past it. Like I I don't care what anybody has to say. I mean, there's other. Gamecock, I'll say podcasters because entities is way too much credit. There's other Gamecock podcasters out there that have gone on public record and talked shit about me, right? They're, they're, I mean, have gone in Twitter spaces, have put up things on social media, have taken shots left and right. Like, but, like, why? Why highlight someone or bring attention to a voice that doesn't matter in the first place? Why do so? There's no point. And Coleman Hall, I get what you're saying. He said, I think brushing off can enable bad behavior because a lot of people are unchecked in their BS. And I hear you what you're saying, Coleman, but a lot of times, you know what happens? If someone's talking BS, if you just ignore it and don't acknowledge it, it just makes that person look stupid. You know what I mean? When the beef is one-sided, like, it looks foolish. It looks silly. Like, when you don't fuel that fire, that person generally stops because it's like, Like, here's the thing. The embers and the fire, and this is, if it sounds frou-frou, woo-woo, whatever, so be it. But, like, the embers and the fire of love and gratitude and perspective, they burn on longer and brighter than than the embers and fire of hate. Hate eventually burns out. I mean, that's why you see on social media, like, people will do everything in their power to slam T-S-U-S, to get us canceled. But that eventually subsides. That eventually fades. You just cannot have that level of hatred and disdain every single day. You just can't do it. It will eat you alive as a human being. That's why you see it fade. That's why it subsides. Like, you know what I mean? So it, it's just not sustainable. Like, that, that's why, for example, like if you're a podcast out there, if you're trying to create an entity, and if, if, you're, if the foundation of your show, and they're out there, the foundation of your show, it's not, it's not, hey, I'm going to provide something to the market, to this audience that they don't have. I'm going to provide a unique voice. My concern and my focus is on the end consumer, providing them the best possible content. If that's not your foundation, if your foundation is, well, I just hate this guy. I hate this guy. So you should listen to me instead of him because he sucks. If your foundation's based off of hatred, you will lose. You don't have a chance. People are not going to gravitate towards it. They're just not. They're just not. Bottom line, they're not. And nor should you. You should not. So, what is your, you know, I, I, I talked about this on my own personal channels, which, I mean, it, it's funny. My personal Instagram has kind of turned into, I, I just post things. that Maybe aren't sports related. I'll talk business, whatever. But I talk about, like, what fuels you? You know what I mean? What fuels you, right? If you're fueled by the wrong things, like all you need is fuel to win, but if you're fueled by the wrong things, you're probably not going to win. And if you do, and I've been on both sides, I've been fueled by the wrong things before. I only speak on these certain things because I have a lot of perspective on both sides. If you're fueled by the wrong things, you can still win, but it is so much more fulfilling being on the side of being fueled by love, gratitude, perspective, all those things. Your light doesn't shine. I've mentioned this before. Your light doesn't shine brighter because you try to dim someone else's light. It actually makes you look worse. Uh, uh, M. Duncan says, What drives it for me is the show itself. You're the main character of the show. I'm not starting anything with Mark or JC, but your show's better. And I don't think you're starting anything. I mean, every you know, everybody's got some people... Hate my show and like their show more. And I mean, that's fine. Like, it's, it's, I think too, you, you, you unlock, you unlock a new level for yourself when you realize that not everybody's supposed to like what you do, especially when it comes to sports, but when it comes to anything, like, not everybody's supposed to like what you do. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think what's so funny sometimes is you'll see the Carolina Slapdick community on, on social media say that, uh, you know, we we don't claim you. This portion of the fan, we don't claim you. Game. No, it's like, we don't claim you. That's what those people don't get. Like, Carolina Slapdick community, we don't claim you. You are the ones that make our fan base look pathetic. You are the ones we don't claim. And thank God you don't like me. Like, that would say more about me if those people did like me. Like, thank God the people that hate me do so. Thank God. And so that's where people get it twisted. It's like, if I have a gamecock entity, well, all Gamecocks are supposed to like me. Just because you're a Gamecock doesn't mean you're not a shithead. There's a lot of Gamecock fans that are slapdicks. There's a lot of Gamecock fans that are shitheads absolutely, I'm not calling anybody out by name, but y'all know who I'm talking about. Again, the Carolina Slapdick community, like, thank God those people. It's like, you don't claim me. No, we don't claim you. We don't claim you. I'd be embarrassed to tell a rival fan that you're part of the Gamecocks fan base. There are without a doubt people. I I can assure you, me being critical of some on-field play or this, that, whatever, You may not agree with it, but I'm not making the fan... I'm not making the school look bad, embarrassing the school. No, no. Your antics on social media, you are embarrassing the University of South Carolina. You are making people say, God, I wish that person pulled for a different team. Let's go ahead and get that out in the open. Let's get that out in the open. I can assure you, we don't claim you. That's the bottom line, so... I've been wanting to say that for a while because that's the truth. It's just the truth. It's the truth. <laughs> the 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 slap dickery that takes place. I, I just, folks, we don't claim you. Uh, anyways, phone lines are open. I apologize. I had it on Do Not Disturb. Our friend Robbie Davis just tried to call in. Luke RJ says, I didn't know the 2010 teams didn't lose a midweek game. I heard that on your postgame video. Very impressive. Yeah, I've actually got the schedule, Luke RJ, back here. I mean, they... And they had one, you know, they, they beat Georgia Southern 8-5 to five in 13 innings, had a couple extra inning games. So that's very rare. That's very rare, Luke R.J. Um, and that's why, you know, the 2011, or what was it 2012? I don't know. One of those teams lost to Francis Marion in Francis Marion's first game at the new stadium. I mean, like, <clears throat> midweeks happened. What that 2010 team did was extremely rare. It just doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. You know what I mean? All right. Let's go ahead and jump the phone lines here. <clears throat> Robbie Davis, Zachary <clears throat> Hall of Famer. Robbie Davis. What's up, my friend? You're live. What's going on? I'm doing good. Just finished eating my lunch. I had a
5: burger for lunch in case Dale. Ooh. One. Love that. Love that. It was a burger with cheese and crushed red peppers inside of it.
1: Uh, let's see. By the way, Robbie. Dale chimed yep. in. He said the people he'd want to slap the shit out of would be Hunter, Skylar, Keith, Rebecca, and Robbie for some reason. So there you go. Got- if he
5: slaps, if he slaps me, if he ever did slap me, it wouldn't last very long because I'd probably hurt him really bad.
1: I'm gonna let Dale know okay, you'd kick I'm just telling you kick his ass.
5: I would open up a can of whoop ass and force him to eat it, and would not give a damn because if somebody puts their hands on me. At that point I'm gonna protect myself by any means necessary, okay? I'm just letting you know, Dale. <laughs> I think
1: Dale got the message. So if the po-
5: so 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 if so so there you go.
1: Okay. He said he said right. he said, Robbie, how big a boy are you? How big a boy are you?
5: I ain't hey, it ain't about the size of the dog, it's about the size of the fight in the dog,
1: thanks very much. Robbie said he's big enough to whoop your ass. That's all that matters.
5: <laughs> mm-hmm. And you might, you might, you might beat me up, but you damn it, gonna earn the damn thing. That's for darn sure. That I can promise you. But anywho, first things first. Okay, like you said about people like that that are gonna hate you. Okay. If you're – if you don't have people that hate you whenever you're doing a podcast or what have you, then you're not doing it correctly. Okay? And you already know this, but I love your show. Okay? Love it. I've, I haven't – I haven't I I, I I hardly ever miss a show – unless I'm busy doing something and usually if I'm doing something I let you know okay so but anyways I'm gonna go biblical on you for a second okay so bear with me here in the Bible it says that if you if God said if you hate your neighbor you basically commit murder in your heart so if somebody hates you they're basically kind of sort of murdering you by thinking that way about you So to the people that hate me, you're basically committing murder whenever you hate me. Or Chris for that matter. Okay. So you'll have to answer to God for that. So that's why I'm not going to make it that big of a deal for the people that hate me, okay? Because they'll have to answer to God for it. All right.
1: But anywho Robbie 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 said don't Robbie said, Don't fear me, fear God.
5: Exactly, bro. God got my back, baby. Yes, indeedy. But last night was an absolute crap show. For some reason, we just could not get the bats going at all, okay? Let's get to the meat and potatoes of the combo, okay? But anywho, I think Jersenbeck did, did the best he could, okay? And just like Clemson and just like the Friday game against Clemson, Charlotte was jumping on Jersenbeck like crazy, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, do I still think Jersenbeck is one heck of a pitcher? Yes, I do, okay? I absolutely do, but like you said, right? We're gonna have games where nothing clicks, and last night was definitely in that category. So all we can do is just brush it off and keep keep on walking. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll
1: be fine. I mean, we'll we'll be fine, Robbie. I, I, I hate to say like <laughs> losing doesn't matter, but losing one game is, is not right. You know, it's just, let me just put it to you this way. Just like in the sense of, you know, when you win a midweek, does it make your season? I mean, does, does that guarantee like anything in your season? No. So losing it's the same way. You know, the, the biggest thing is just right. avoiding it becoming a trend and, and bouncing back the right way. But I, I have, yeah. I have no concern that this team will not do that. I have no concerns.
5: Right. And, and I think that, you know, I, think, I truly do think that this team will definitely bounce back this weekend. Okay, will definitely bounce back this weekend. I have us, honestly, I have us taking two out of three this weekend. I have us, I have us bouncing back and getting two out of three. But if we get the sweep, that's just icing on the cake if we wind up getting the sweep. But I got us getting two out of three this weekend.
1: Yeah, love that. I I will lock in my prediction tomorrow. Um, I'm also, though, I will tell you confident going into the weekend. I'm very confident going on the weekend.
5: Yeah, for sure. And absolutely. And – I definitely do believe, right? Like, and, and, and like I said right before, just keep your head down, stay focused, and just play. Because at the end of the day, regardless of who you're playing against, it doesn't matter if it's Charlotte, doesn't matter if it's all, doesn't matter if it's freaking Furman, for God's sake, okay? You have got to play every single game because. At the end of the day, like I I always say, someone's got to win and someone's got to lose. And sometimes you're only – and sometimes, just like last night, you're on the short end of the stick and you wind up losing.
1: That's a fact. That's a fact.
5: So. But we'll definitely – I think we'll definitely right the ship this coming weekend and take care of business and get two out of three. I ain't got no scores yet, but I got to I got a winning winning Friday, winning Saturday and losing Sunday.
1: I love it. Love it, Robbie. I'm excited. I'm excited for it, man. It will be a uh, it'll be a great test for sure and Yeah, we'll see what happens. By and the way, also, go ahead.
5: Just to, what what
1: no, I was just going to tell it's you bad. that uh, I've been a five, Sa- South Carolina. Just like,
5: just like I've told you before. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Wait, the women, wait, the women play tonight. Don't the, the, the No, night. no, this
1: this weekend, they play Saturday. Right. I was just going to say that uh, yeah, the, women, the women are a 17-point favorite over UCLA. 17-point favorite. We're going to win that motherfucker by 20. Are you kidding me? Forget 17.
5: We're going to probably win by 20. Maybe even thirty. Okay, maybe so. But anywho, I like I said earlier, like right, with the whole with the whole um, Dale thing, right? I've been a fighter my whole life. Okay, I have been through a lot of crap. Okay, so if Dale if 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 they'll think if I, if all don't think I'm a fighter, you're sadly mistaken. Sadly mistaken. But anyways, I, 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 I'll I have my prediction for all three games this weekend. I'll have it for you tomorrow, for sure. I'll have to think on it a little bit. But I do have us taking two out of three, for sure.
1: Yeah, love that. Yeah, like I said, I'll lock in my prediction tomorrow. But uh, yeah, I think that's a fair prediction, Robbie. I think that's very fair,
5: for sure. And uh, I'll actually be in the upstate. I'll be in the upstate this weekend because this coming Saturday, I'm going to my niece's birthday party. She's turning two, mm. so I'll be in the upstate this weekend. Um so. all right, buddy. I'm gonna go ahead and get off of here and uh I'm gonna charge my phone and whenever the Spurs up show goes off, I'm gonna go get my ten thousand steps in in case Dale's wondering. Okay. I'm gonna go get my ten thousand steps in.
1: You gotta stay in shape so you can whoop Dale's ass when the opportunity presents itself. <laughs> I don't know. We might get we all might right. get uh we might get Dale to come down to Somerville. <laughs>
5: Oh, no. Oh, no. The last thing we need is <clears> a <throat> fight to break out in the L house in Somerville.
1: No, nah, I'm kidding. All, all all in good fun. Robbie, I appreciate it, my friend. Always a pleasure chatting with you, and uh, I know we'll talk again soon. Oh, for sure. All right, buddy. Be safe. Yeah, man. Take care, Robbie. We'll talk soon. Appreciate you. Great stuff from Robbie Davis. <clears throat> great stuff indeed anyways guys eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven that's eight four three seven nine zero three three seven so great to see Luke RJ come out of his shell Luke RJ a uh, Luke RJ's like a grizzly bear right when it's not football season he hibernates when it's not football season Luke RJ hibernates so he'll go into about a four or five month hibernation and uh come out come out in late July early August and he's rocking and, and in the comments and in the chats and everything uh till about uh, till about early january and he goes into his cave. So glad to see Luke RJ come out of hibernation. He's not the only one though. He's not the only one. <laughs> I just like to give Luke RJ shit. I like to give Luke RJ crap. <clears throat> Ruination says they're gonna they're gonna face off at the circus and roebuck. Face off at the circus and roebuck yeah for sure. Guys, again, really excited. Tomorrow night begins the spring tour. Uh, We'll be out at Carolina Ale House in Harbison. Going to be a lot of fun in Columbia. And that will go for the next, I think, six Thursdays is what it is. All the details on social media, guys. We'll be going tomorrow night, though, at 6 o'clock. Really excited. Really looking forward to it. We will have the Beamer Ball to the Moon Tour shirts for sale. We'll have the Beamer Ball towels for sale. We'll have koozies to give away and for sale going to be a lot of fun and again i appreciate y'all and looking forward to it and i think it's going to be really exciting and a good time and um yeah especially too when we start next week they're going to be you know basically serving as as watch alongs or watch parties i should say don't let me get that twisted watch parties where uh, we will have the tour and a baseball game going on at the same time but tomorrow night guys in columbia all my cola gamecocks come on out gonna be a lot of fun guys uh, we're gonna jump into a break. On the side, I want to continue to hear from you. More of your questions, comments, calls, and more. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back taking your questions, comments, calls. 8437903377 was just thinking over the break. I am definitely going to clip that uh, that commentary regarding whose ass would you most want to whoop, and I, I just can't wait for all the reactions. I can't wait. Tag them. Call them out. Why not? Welcome to the offseason. Welcome to the offseason. Again, I've learned that, guys, that, you know, we love baseball, we love basketball, but there's two seasons in South Carolina, and there's two seasons in the SEC, and there's football season and the offseason, and that's pretty much it. Like Josh Pate says, there really is no offseason, right? It's – uh, it's um. It never stops, which is the beautiful, beautiful thing about it. By the way, it's why we're able to do what we do. But um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. What y'all think about Nick Saban's comments? By the way, Nick Saban almost sounded like he was calling out Nate Oates. I don't know that he was, but damn, it sounded pointed. It sounded very pointed. Uh, safe to say that I don't think uh, I don't think Nick Saban or I think Nick Saban would have sat Brandon Miller. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Let's see. Blind Squirrel, appreciate you. Bruin Nation, get ready for the fuck. (laughs) See, Bruin Nation, that's why I I say to myself, I'm like, why? You know, I don't have to post that clip. Like, why? You know? Just for my peace of mind. But, like, I have to say that admittedly, sometimes I like to rake the coals over and and, and just kind of wake people up a little bit, you know, get the combo going. I want to go back to something Coleman Hall was saying earlier. Um... I can find it let's see Coleman Hall was saying I don't know I can't find any of the Facebook comments all I'm seeing is YouTube comments I don't know Anyways, Coleman Hall was saying something about our commentary. He feels like it's always fair and genuine. I appreciate that, Coleman. Thank you so much. Genuinely, thank you. Um, appreciate you tuning in. Always a pleasure, man. Beauties in the banter. I always love the back and forth we have. So that goes for everybody, obviously. M. Duncan says, who wants to slap me? Bring your best to Alehouse tomorrow. Just saying. Okay. <laughs> Great to know, M. Duncan, you will be at Alehouse. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. <clears throat> Let's see. Anyways, guys, in case you missed it, Gamecocks are a 17-point favorite against UCLA on Saturday. Um, we're gonna wait to post the graphic because our folks at Alehouse they are they are too concerned that I'll we'll jinx them somehow. But the plan is to throw a watch party for the Elite Eight game uh, in at the Woodruff Road location on Monday when the Gamecocks take on whoever they'll play in the Elite Eight. So that is the plan. That is the plan. That's what we want to do. So, and I think that's what we will do. I'm looking forward to it. Going to be a lot of fun. Going to be a lot of fun for sure. Uh, Let's see. Hunter, Hunter Kelly, do you think Nick Carver will start at wide receiver this season? I think he'll be in the rotation. Is he, you know, one of your top two or three guys off the jump? I don't know. I don't know, you know. Still got a lot to learn. Got to learn the playbook, everything. But he's going to be involved, no doubt, Hunter. He's going to be involved. I mean, that's no question. You know, no question. They're going to get him on the field. Brian Dean, yeah. I mean, I, I thought that game against Charlotte was a dangerous game. I, I did, just because it's baseball, man. It's it's baseball. It's you know, shit happens, and you know, shit happens, man. So it's it's just doesn't surprise me. Let's see, <clears throat> Ruination. I will say this, Chris. All honesty, the one particular podcast in quotations guy who was taught a lot of trash is now going after another podcast. Also, so obviously, here's the problem. I mean, yeah, it's it's normally very, <clears throat> very easy to identify, my friend. It's it's very easy to identify, and I mean, again, it's that's why I say we just we do our best not to stoke those fires, provo- provoke that madness, if you will. So,
3: Mm-mm-mm.
1: Anyways, guys, 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377. Brian Dean says, You're the only Gamecock source I trust. I support you 110%. Brian, I appreciate that. John Ebert, I appreciate the love and support from you as well, my friend. I appreciate all you guys. I appreciate all you guys sincerely. Um, Yeah, I mean, I just can't say thank you enough. I'm so grateful for those that rock with us, that tune in, that show love, show support, especially those that tune in to Every single day um, means the world, means the absolute world. So uh, we always have a lot of fun here. We always have a lot of fun here, man. I, I you know, I, I like to obviously we talk ball and everything and the beauties and the banter, but you know, it's also man, it's it's sports. You know what I'm saying? It's sports. Brian Dean says, Chris, not gamecocks related. How do you think Coach Prime does in year one at Colorado? You know, I think Coach Prime. I could see him doing well at Colorado. This year's going to be rough. I, I think this year will be tough. I just you know, when you look at when you look at what they've got—the roster and their schedule—I I think they're probably a three or four win team. I don't think they're going to be very good, but uh, I mean, he's undoubtedly brought energy around that program. There is no question at all; he has brought a massive amount of energy. And uh, you know, you got to love—you know—what what what he's done. If you're a Colorado fan, I think just bringing the notoriety and the attention. To again that program has been it's been cool for them, I know. USA falling to Japan. USA falling to Japan in the world baseball classic. Did anybody watch? I I didn't watch two seconds of the game. Didn't watch two seconds. Let's jump to the phone lines here. Call from... Lord, forgive Robbie for what he has done,
3: and I... To accept, press 1. To send a voicemail, press... Two. What's going on, Dale? How are you? i tell you what, man. I'm just out here trying to get me an ice cream cone. And that's, um... Oh, that thing melted in my hand listening to Robbie Davis' call, man. I mean, they're all over here looking like... I mean, this is a... Got my blood pressure all around it. I mean... It ain't good for me, but you just ask a simple question. And, I, I mean, I don't hate the guy. I never said hate. But I mean, and he's talking about, you know, hating your neighbor is like murder. Man, I don't know if he knows me or not, but Keith is my best friend. We share everything. We share everything. I love my neighbor. I, I mean, so that's where it gets it twisted. And, I mean, I have to wash my mouth out with, water every morning when I'm brushing my teeth because I don't know what I'm going to say every day. I don't know. But if he wants to get some a little ring a little I mean I used to wrestle pegs back on the farm. little hog wrestling I'm talking about hogs and that's how I envision Robbie just a little hog with a shirt on standing beside a uh, standing beside a little microwave you know waiting on his hot pocket like Mm, put some hot sauce on it. Mm. I mean, that's what I see when I think oh Robin. Oh, Zach sauce is runner up. Dale I mean, versus... I've been fighting
1: all my life. Dale versus Robbie has become the rivalry that we didn't know we all needed, truly.
3: You need you need merch that, that's called Team Robbie or Team Dale. He, Pray, he, Dale, you he, know. He
1: said he's got a can of whoop ass for you ready. What, what do you say? What do you think about that?
3: Boy, he ain't never been up no East Tennessee. I don't know where he's from. He talks about roads and bucks and all this stuff and but I tell you he ain't never been up here in these hills. Some of these hills do have eyes and I see them at night. And boy, you don't want me to see you at night, that's all I gotta say. But <laughs> if he wants a good snap or two, I give it to him. But I ain't I ain't gonna I you know, I I don't know why he got so, you know.
1: Like I said, I ain't trying to kill him. It ain't that I don't like him. Shit, come
3: on, man. You just want to slap some sense into him. My God, yeah. I just want to, you know, like, I need to start putting him on at night. Just put in his call so I can go sleep better. That's all I've been saying to the jump. My God. Lord be with him. Just want to shake him, you know? You just want to shake something real hard, you know? I I mean, I'd I'd be on him... Like, neck bones on rice, man. You, mean, you know what I'm saying? Just all over it. But
1: I'd pay good money to see it, me- I'd pay good money to see it, truly. I really would.
3: Well, it wouldn't be much to see. That's all I'm going to say. And, you know, I, I just give him that my old microwave and let him at off. Now, here, here's your prize. That's what you get. Hope you can put this microwave in the back, Because, I mean, them nuggets going to be cold by the time you get home. He come up here. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be no fight, man. I'm telling you. Not even close.
1: D- Dale said if Robbie wants to fight, like, if Robbie wants to fight, it'll be his last mistake.
3: It'll be his last mistake. I only hate, there's only like two different kinds of people I hate in this world. And that's Alabama fans. And then everybody that's beat me on Crash Bandicoot. I got every one of them. Uh, gamer tags written down from all over the years. Now, I I I'm gonna find them one day. That one guy cop salad twelve, or I'm gonna find that one. he beat me more than he probably is Robbie. He probably would beat me. He probably is a guy on there. Anyway, that's all I got. I'm about to run out of minutes, but I just had to put my two cents in there. He's gonna come up here blasting me like that. Uh uh-uh. uh. They ain't have big 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 day rolls. Nope. Never had. Anywho, anywho, I'll let
1: you go. Binny out. Dale, you're the man. Thank you. Appreciate it. What a call. What What a time. Robbie versus Dale. Who you got your money on? Robbie versus Dale.
3: Mm-mm.
1: Wow. What a call. I don't even know where to go. I don't even know where to go from here. I really don't. <laughs> uh guys, tomorrow's podcast. There is a podcast, of course, driving tomorrow. By the way, I apologize for the the Daily Crow podcast did not drop yesterday when it was supposed to. Um, something with the audio went awry. So technology is great till it isn't. I do apologize for that. But uh the regular pod will be back tomorrow, tomorrow morning. Of course, it will drop. We'll talk the Gamecocks series against Mizzou. That will take up the entire show. Really looking forward to breaking that down. Excited for Carolina to return to action and uh, get off the schneid, if you will. You know, Get that bad taste of, of losing out of your mouth. Missouri, guys, has won five games in a row. So they will come in this one hot, although they actually do. I apologize. They play Kansas tonight in a rivalry game. Be interesting to see how that goes. Let's jump to the phone lines here.
3: Call
1: from Hunter. Hunter, what's up, man? I'm good, man. What's you? I'm doing fantastic. Appreciate you asking. What's going on?
5: Yeah, so I I figured I called before two o'clock it. Um what so what what you uh think about the running back room is gonna be like uh this year compared to last year. Do you think it's gonna be the same thing or
1: Well, it's definitely not going to be the same thing because we've, uh, you know, got new faces, you know, yeah, Yeah. I I would say this. I think the running back room, I think our starting running back is not on campus yet. I think we will go in the portal and pick up a guy or two. And I'm not saying that as disrespect to the carry on Joyner, who's now transitioned there. I'm not saying that as disrespect to Juju McDowell or, or Mario Anderson or, or uh, anybody back there. But I just think from a sheer depth standpoint, I think it'd be irresponsible not to go get somebody. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think well, the running back uh, position, I think that room needs help. I think it needs to be bolstered. And uh, I would expect to go get a proven power five back to help.
3: Yeah.
5: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and I, I think there's one more thing. Yeah, and for the, de- uh, the, for the defense side, uh, do you think it's going to be the same for last year too?
1: Um the defense is really intriguing. I, I I'm almost more concerned about the defense than I am the offense. Uh, you know, a new look secondary. I think stopping the run will still probably be an issue, to be honest with you. I I, I don't see that making a yeah, major jump. And uh, you know, secondary, yeah, you got Nikki worry back and O'Donnell Fortune and Marcellus Dial. But anytime you lose a pair of guys like a Cam Smith and a Darius Rush, you know, that it it, it, it Raises some question marks, so I trust Torian Gray, but uh, you know I I think the defense could actually take a step back this year, believe it or not, and I hope that's not the case. But just got a lot of holes to plug, man. Got a lot of holes to plug on the defense.
3: And to mention, um, uh, we we do got a new defense uh defensive coach,
1: don't we? Um, who would be the new or is defensive the, coach? Is
5: it was the O line coach.
1: Yeah, the O line coach is new, Lonnie Teasley. But I mean, he was part of the staff last year, but yeah, he's the the new head offensive line coach. Yeah, I think the defensive staff right, stayed right, intact.
3: Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I just didn't know if that was defensive coaching. Right? Yeah.
5: All right. Uh, well, yeah. Hopefully, I'll just be looking for the stop and the run this year. That's that's what I'm really hoping. For. I don't really care for the secondary. I think secondary, you know, they can do all right.
3: Um, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. It, my- yeah. I. I uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I believe the secondary will still be solid. But, you know, yeah. it's just whenever you lose a pair of guys like a Smith and a Rush, it's just, you know, it's a lot to replace. It's a lot to replace. So, um, you know, going to need some guys to step up that maybe haven't played a ton to this point.
5: Yeah, for sure. I appreciate it, though.
1: Hunter, I appreciate the call, my guy. It's always a pleasure.
5: No problem. Take it easy.
1: Yeah, take care. Great stuff from Hunter Kelly, as always. Hadn't heard from Hunter in quite a while, so great to hear from Hunter. Uh, Eight four three seven nine zero three three seven. So, guys, just a couple of minutes to go here on this this Wednesday. Um, again, want to say thank you all so much. Grateful for each and every single one of you. Again, the podcast will drop tomorrow. Um, TDC rocking throughout the week. Really excited to get this tour underway tomorrow, man. It's uh, almost feels surreal the fact that we're going back on the road tomorrow. Um, I'll probably get to Carolina Alehouse House in Columbia around five five fifteen, something like that. It officially starts at six o'clock um and it'll be as simple as a meet and greet we'll do a little Q&A around 7 or 7 30 and speak to you guys and update you on business life the Gamecocks whatever you want to discuss whatever you want to hear about and uh yeah I, I cannot wait to cannot wait to 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 meet, meet up with you guys you know I say it all the time that you know I, I interact with a lot of you on social media but I still believe in the power of a handshake and saying hello to someone in person and eye-to-eye contact and just that that in-person engagement. So, looking forward to it. Really excited. Uh, Coleman Hall says, we win a lot this year, even reach eight wins again. Our offense will have to be borderline elite or better. Yeah, Coleman, I'm a little concerned about the defense. I am. I, you know, I don't think we're going to be, like, worse than the SEC, but, you know, I just I, – it's hard for me. Like, when I think about it, after all we lost, it's hard for me not to envision us taking somewhat of a step back. You know what I mean? I, I just – I, it's just hard for me to envision it not happening. So, you know, it's an offensive game. It does put more pressure on our offense. And, and if the offense can pick up the slack, I think special teams is obviously going to continue to be elite. But I do think the offense will have to, Coleman, pick up the slack. And that's why starting out fast is so important. Um, that's why starting out fast is so important because, you know, UNC high-flying offense with Drake May, you know, Georgia's Georgia – you got Mississippi State who throws it all over the yard. Tennessee's Tennessee with Heupel. So, you're going to need to score. I mean, you're just flat out going to need to score. Absolutely. So, uh, Stephen Boyle Jr., see you at Alehouse tomorrow. Great. Love that. Love that. Can't wait to see you, my friend. Looking forward to it. Coleman Hall says, defense is like a step back. Special teams can't be any better than it was last year. I I will say, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to envision the special teams having a year better than what we saw last year. As good as they were, you know what I mean? Like it's it's hard to envision that. It is. Very hard to envision that. But you never know. You never know. Doubt Beamer at your own peril, I guess, but I mean, yeah, realistically it's it's hard to fathom that you could have much of a better year than you did. Truly. Truly. So, um let's see. Mm-mm. Another one, Arizona guard Kerr Creasa has entered the transfer portal. A lot of guys hitting the portal. A lot of guys. Going to be absolutely pivotal. Pivotal for Lamont Paris to hit that portal. Hunter Kelly streamed the Missouri game. I will not be Hunter streaming this weekend. No live stream watch-alongs this weekend. Um... I, just because i feel like if i can't do all three of them i shouldn't do one of them you know what i mean cuz saturday i'll be out of town so i can't do saturday so i just kind of feel like yeah i i, I don't think we're going to do live stream watch alongs this weekend not not for again it's it's not going to be an every weekend thing it's not going to be an every series thing um so yeah anyways guys that being said Coleman Hall, last thing he says, oddly feels like the year after Muschamp won the Outback Bowl. Well, lots of wins in spite of our offense, and when we thought we'd win because of it. That's a great – Coleman, bring that up tomorrow. That'd be a great topic to talk about tomorrow and the comparisons between those uh, those years, if you will. Uh, guys, if it's 2 o'clock, thank you all so much for tuning in. Appreciate it. Stay tuned, all the content. Of course, content bleeding out the eyeballs. Uh, podcast version of TDC will drop today at 3 o'clock. Podcast returns tomorrow. 5 a.m., the normal pod, if you will. And, of course, TDC rocking throughout the week. Guys, thank you all so much. Appreciate you all tuning in. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. And we will talk to you all tomorrow.
4: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality.